Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Hafiz. What's up, everybody? This is Sam, he's and back, I'm back, back. back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm not that excited about him being back, honestly. Man, he and is. That is he salty is. Chris. Well, this is Chris, the star of the show. We all know this. And we are the roommates, and this is the Conduit Podcast Network. Sam, welcome back. Yeah, man. I'm glad Go to be here. Go ahead and put the clap emojis as Chris says it. <laughs> yeah, just, just let him run for a while. Let him run for a while. Because I've, I've been missing y'all, and I know y'all been missing me. B-Lo too, uh, even though he's over here fronting. Uh, B-Lo hugged me as soon as I walked through the door. I don't know Say, if that's true or not. Did he kiss you on the cheek? Nah, he didn't kiss me on the cheek. Can't do that. Chill, bro. Can't I'm not do doing that. that. Can't do that. I'm not doing that Hey, at that's all. your friend, man. Show him some love. Hafiz, stop it. Some real stop love. Stop each other with a holy kiss. Hafiz, 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 <laughs> stop it. <laughs> it's, a, it's 2017. We can't be doing that, bro. Yeah. Holy Italians kiss. do that. Holy kiss. Italians give each other with a kiss. Yeah, bro, this is Hafiz, bro, you try to come and kiss me, bro. Don't be a problem. (laughs) All right, so before we begin, we want to give a special shout-out to some amazing fans that have been rocking with us since the inception of the podcast. I want to go ahead and first shout-out... the, that guy Sal Want to shout out Winnie Shout out Francis Shout out Jordan And I have a special shout out To Jafina By a special someone He wanted me to shout you out And we have another shout out Oh yeah yeah Shout out Drew from Ohio as well You've been, been rocking with us for Drew. a long time Shout out to my girl Drew from Ohio Appreciate you Appreciate the feedback Appreciate the love and support So all these fans We appreciate you And all the love that you've been showing us We appreciate you um, showing Sharing Retweeting Liking all of our stuff So to all our other Day One fans Please, please, please Send us an email DM us on Instagram So we can shout you out On the next episode We love you guys We couldn't do this without you And like Chris said Go ahead and make us famous before we begin, Chris, go ahead and tell the fans about what's going on with you today. You've been having a rough day already. Man, they ain't got to know everything about nah, my Come on, come it. on. They really want to hear about it. They okay, care about right, you. Right, they care about right. you. First of all, you know, hooping today wasn't bad until Sam screwed us over. <laughs> to be honest with you, Sam screwed us over. Without- we in the camera and said, this man right here next to me <laughs> screwed us over and <laughs> we started taking nails. What did I do the first three games, though? Or the first two games? We balled out. Who balled out? We balled out. I balled out. I balled out. Okay. I balled out so hard, someone said, hey, bro. This is not about you, Sam, actually, you, right now. You play college ball or something? I said, nah, but he thought I, I got was a cold. crazy story, by the way. I'm going to add it to it later, but keep on going. Yeah, okay. I screwed up, though. I screwed up, though. Finish, Chris. Besides all that stuff, my car decided to commit suicide today. So that's mm. done. Mm. So... So it's not what I'm going to do. Right? <laughs> you know, not done. You don't know what's done. Man, you're right. I got to go... Put it under surgery and see if I can find out what's wrong with it. And see Bring if I can fix it life. myself. But does this mean you might possibly be uh, getting something new? I don't want to. <laughs> but if I have to, I do what I got to do. Shout out to my cousin. You know. But let's move on. I'm oh, done. Oh, my bad. Shout out cousin in the studio. What's good, cousin? What's good, I'm not even going to lie. I forgot your name. Nick. It's Nick. 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 Thank, come on, probably, come on to the mic, Nick. Say what's up to the people. Go ahead, hop on Christmas. We doing mic. this right now? We yeah. doing this? What to do, y'all? What to do, y'all? Hey, I'll take Nick. it. Cousin <laughs> Nick is in the building, there, Um Hopefully, cousin Nick give me that Mustang he got going on the home show. I will take that. Oh, be on the Mustang. Be on the Mustang. That's problems. You know, you know, that's a thought car, right? Thought car. Thought car. Thought car. Yeah, it's gonna be a man thoughts, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I don't need that in my life. I don't need that. That's a great car. I was gonna get a Mustang, and I'm out of thought. Hafiz. What should we have been like, man? Oh, man. Hey, listen. listen. <laughs> Go ahead and bring that camera my way. I was going to sing, but then I, I was going to miss the notes. 
I was gonna sing that Fetty Wap. Bro, there's auto tunes. This is a studio. <laughs> but listen to this crazy dream I had yesterday. Crazy, crazy. He's dream. gonna tell us about a dream, Debo. So, yes, it's so crazy. A dream. So, Hafiz, bro. Listen to this dream. Listen how crazy this was. I was, I was hanging with a girl, right, and she was white. Yeah, Whoa! She was Whoa. white, crazy, and she what? had red hair. Dang. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, like she was my girlfriend. I don't, I don't know how it was possible. And I was like, yes. yo, my kids are gonna look so weird with red hair. I just and started, freckles. I and was freckles. just thinking to that. Anyway, so I was hanging out with her, and then all of a sudden the dream changed, and then I had a baby. This gets, gets crazy. I had a baby, That's right? A jump. And then. Zulu came, shout out to my boy Zulu. Zulu came in the house and Zulu was like, the baby's crying. I was like, the baby? Isn't Brent supposed to be having the baby? So in my dream, I had a baby, but shout out to Zach Markham. Zach Markham's wife was taking care of my baby. But then the baby was in the house. So I was like, why is my baby in the house? So I run to Popeye's. It's a crazy dream. I run to Popeye's. Hobbies. Brent, listen, listen, Brent is... Listen, Bryn is, Zach Marker's wife, Bryn is in drive-thru. And I'm banging on the door. I'm like, Bryn, why is my baby in the house? You're supposed to take care of it. And then Bryn was like, that's your baby, your responsibility. You take care of it. And I get mad. I go back home. I take care of the baby, right? Here's where the dream gets freaky. It's already freaky. <laughs> it's already no, weird. listen, it gets freakier. I wake up. Listen, what are you, are you guys listening or are you guys talking? Huffies, um, bro, continue. I wake up. And I'm in the house, and I hear a baby crying. I was like, whose baby is that? Whoa, you're talking about you, like you woke up from I woke your dream. Up and there was a baby crying. Oh, in our house. In our house. There's no baby crying. Bro, house, I bro. kid you not, I was flipping out. I was like, oh my gosh, whose baby is that? Yeah, but there is no baby in Listen, the house. Listen, all of a sudden, Eugene comes out of the corner with a baby girl in his hand. I start flipping out. I'm like, whose baby is that? And he's like, oh, that's my my um cousin. I'm taking care of her. <laughs> so that's a true story. He really true had a baby. True story. He had a baby in the house. What are Eugene doing in her house? But here's what's and, crazy. And why you think he could bring a baby in there? <laughs> but listen, is? my brain, here's what my brain does. Is my brain is so crazy. It heard the baby crying. And then it formulated a dream about a baby. So the reason I was having a dream about a baby because there's a baby crying in the house while I was sleeping. Hey, Huffy, thank God to you. That happens a lot. Bro, it was crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was so afraid when I woke up and I heard a baby crying in our house. Right, so you tell me like when your alarm go off, you don't hear it in your dream and be like, oh crap, what is that noise? No, you wake up. You don't understand. My, my brain formulated a whole dream about me having a child. And me caring for a child hey, for like God. five vu, bro. hours. Deja vu, bro. Watch the movie. Shout out to Denzel. Deja great vu. Movie. What the? That's a great movie, bro. I no. never watched that movie. Anyway, this is, okay. That's one with Paula Patton. Oh, ladies, ladies, ladies. You look like Paula Patton. Hit me up, please. But she's got big feet though. She man, but she is kind of goofy too. At the same, yeah, like she, she got that. She, she don't that sound thingy. that smart. You know? make it. Yeah, this is. I, I, hey, I don't want that. Hating on Paul. Want you guys just hating for no reason. Nah, we love him. All right, Sam. What about you? You want to ask something? To um, I know you can't top my story, but you, you gotta make something quick. Yeah. About ten yeah. minutes. I'm right? definitely gonna make it quick. I'm back in Houston. The end. <laughs> Great one. Yep. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the first segment, and that first segment is Culture Matters. So today for Culture Matters, we will be talking about my man Jameis Winston, who was making headlines James. in the news this week. Thankfully, it wasn't about crab legs this time. So. 
he's making an improvement. And I understand, man. Crab legs are great. I'll take them too. So, but in our culture of hypersensitivity, the crime that Jameis have com- has recently committed may have been worse. So, while speaking to a third through fourth, no, sorry, while speaking to a third through fifth graders at Melrose Elementary School in St. Petersburg, Florida, Winston called on the male students to stand up while directing the female students to stay seated. So, I'm reading this from ESPN. Jameis was in the school. He was giving a speech. He said, all the boys stand up, and then he told all the girls to sit down. And here's what Jameis said. He said, all my young boys stand up, ladies sit down. We str- like no, 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 no. But all my boys stand up. We strong, right? We strong. We strong, right? All my, bo- all my boys tell me one time I can do anything I put my mind to. Now, a lot of boys aren't supposed to be soft-spoken. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to read this, but I think they're like, they're not really writing it correctly. Anyway, so Jameis continues on by saying, one day all y'all going to have a deep voice like this in deep voice. One day you have a very, very deep voice. It put it in parentheses. That's why I'm reading it like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, but then here's, here's what Jameis said that got him in trouble. He said, but the ladies, they're supposed to be silent, polite, and gentle, and my men are supposed to be strong. <laughs> and in a matter of hours, they I, flamed them up. I know you know the black women flaming them up. So yeah, they ain't having that. Like he said, hypersensitivity. Okay, they not having so, that. So Chris, Whoa. what what comes like? What are your thoughts about this situation with these with this Jameis quote and what Jameis was saying? You talking about the entire thing or just that last part? Oh, uh, let's go. Let's go the entire thing. I mean, shoot, he he did. I do see the need in you know calling up young men. I mean, maybe kind of a little bit, maybe too young, but. Um, I don't have a problem with him trying to uplift them, um, saying that they're strong, they need to have a voice, and I have no problem with it. But there's some things you just you got You can't say like that. I know what he meant about you know women be silent, but when you say that, mm. ain't not having that. You know, not at all, not at all. So I mean, like I said, he he just said it wrong, but I knew I know what he's trying to say, but. I mean, that's my that was my initial. I thought it was funny though, because Jameis Winston, man, he just Jameis. He should have known better than to say it, just based off of what he's been through in the past. Exactly, but man. I think whenever we look at something like this, we got to think about who Jameis is. Jameis is man. He's a big time football player. He's won championships. He's had all sorts of success at that level. And uh, one of the biggest things about him is his leadership ability. Mm-hmm. We've all heard Jameis give a speech before. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like Jameis is animated, and he he knows how to lift men up. But we gonna do it. We gonna do it big. We gonna do it big. Then. <laughs> you know, Jameis. Jameis. That's his. That's his talent. He's a leader. Yeah. And he specializes in lifting up men. The most macho man. The most macho sport there is. So whenever we look at this, we're like, man, how's Jameis even supposed to talk to women? Why would you call him to talk to women? No, he's, he was talking to. He just talking yeah, to a class. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Like third grade. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, of course, he's gonna focus on the men. That's what he's used to. Mm-hmm. Calm people up to manhood and things like yeah. that. Okay. So I mean, saying. that's the lens I think we gotta look through it with. Like, what's Jameis really got for women? And especially based on his past, you know. No, don't I, I, do that, Sam. Don't no, do that. Don't. I'm, I'm, do I'm that. not trying. I'm not trying to talk bad about Jameis, man. But I mean, I think Jameis. He shouldn't have said what he said. But I feel like it's good. It's good. Like men should be strong, and you need to call young men up from that's as young the, as that's possible. That's not the problem. As no. young as possible, but 
I think you shouldn't have told women to be silent. There you go. Yeah, now, a gentle, kind spirit, that's a beautiful that's thing. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. He did say oh, that. So but you gotta be gentle. Gentle, you can't be proud and loud. Gentle conspiracy, that's a great thing, man. But you can't to be, be gentle and be proud and loud. Huffy? To be, uh, no. To be, to be silent. He shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Like I mean, I mean, shoot, y'all, y'all love it when a woman talks. Do y'all? You said what? I love when they got personality. I love when oh, they yeah, got yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. You know that's what I'm saying? Like, like it's funny because you say you all over the woman talks and nobody silent. said anything. Yeah, silence. yeah, bro. I de- definitely know how fees don't. Bro, come on, no, how fees, bro. Stop, stop, stop pretending like, like that. No, this one makes. Go ahead. Come on, I mean, come on, come on, bring I mean, the camera, bring back the camera. Up, back up Javis real quick, okay, whoever you want first to, First and man. foremost, why do you guys be doing me like that? We man? don't do you like that, you do yourself I'm, like that. I'm a sensitive, kind-hearted... Uh, you gonna sit here and lie like that? Sensitive and kind-hearted? I am, I am. This is being recorded and video say, bro. Come I like on, long man. walks on the beach, ladies. That's bull crap. I like taking I haven't seen you walk anywhere. Rise. Uh, these guys are, just, are jealous. Jealous of Anyway, no time for that. So what ends up happening was Jameis Winston is a motivational speaker. And he's an off-the-dome motivational speaker. So when he talks, he's not thinking. He's just, an, he's just on autopilot. So he was giving this speech, and he saw some young boys that needed to be uplifted. If I'm guesstimating, I feel like he's in a black community, right, in a black school, you know, and he knows that a lot of young black men struggle in America. So he wanted to give the men a special pep talk because the ladies got Beyonce. What? The, the ladies got Beyonce. Is that a so, good role model, though? Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying, well, no, let's not go there. Let's not go down I'm road. just saying the ladies got Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, Beyonce, they, got, Beyonce they, got black, they got black girl match. They got all their stuff. So the black boys, they need something, a little something, something on the side, too. So Jameis was simply trying to motivate the black Young man, that's, that's not what the he problem. Does. That's, that's what he the, does. That's not where we. I, I, that's not the I, I, issue. I, I thought it was my turn on the microphone. But that's what I'm saying. That's not the. You I'm just you repeating everything we said. Tell, tell him. Tell him. Tell him. My feet. And then he talked about the women. All right. He said the ladies are supposed to be silent, polite, and gentle. <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't know why he said silent. But that's the worst word choice no, ever. That was the worst, terrible, worst word choice that, ever. I I know I've said a lot of things that have been wrong before in the past. Silent was a terrible word choice. I think what what Jameis was trying to say is you don't want to be like the girls on Love and Hip Hop. So that's what he was thinking about. He was like, you want to be loud, ratchet, because it's not about, and I'm an equal opportunist. Everybody knows that. You know, I'm a proponent of men's rights and also women's rights because it's not about women can't be loud, but no one likes a loud person in general, whether you're male or female, right? And so, so when a woman is loud, it's even more unattractive for a lot of people because it's 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 an ugly male characteristic you know what i mean and we view women as at, at a little higher standard than men in regards to not saying double standard but we just we just view them as like fine china we men are like plastic plates you know what i mean just i ain't no daggum plastic plate my mama some, said i'm not yeah. <laughs> i don't need that ain't gonna so call me no like, plastic i feel like Jameis used a poor word choice but he was really trying to say women you want to be like the loud ratchet girl to see you on world star hip hop yeah we already i think it. what he said is good overall man yeah. that's how i that's how i feel man he meant well but you know, them, them black women, they ain't, yeah. they ain't having that, bro. They're boosting it. Yeah, Everybody they boosting the crap boosting out of it. it. They yeah. definitely are. But how do you feel about people getting mad at him for saying men are supposed to be strong and women are supposed to be gentle? Do you feel like that's some um, unhealthy gender roles that he's putting on them? Now, in regards to that, man, I think, I mean, it's stupid if he's talking about physically strong and things like that because... A man doesn't need to be physically strong, but if he's talking about mentally strong, like he needs to be a leader and things like that, no, nah, that's definitely appropriate. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever that's needed. Mm-hmm. We don't need no soft man, okay. no weak man. 
Chris. Especially you no know, soft, weak black men. Mm. We got to step up. They we all got to do better. Um, so, no, nah, I, I definitely, I like what he's doing. I, like I said, I know Jameis with his character. I know he meant well. Um, you just use the wrong word choice. Yeah. But I, I love it that we have NFL players out there that's willing to go give up their time to speak to these young black men and try to raise them up to be leaders and go impact and do and grind it out and be successful to the world. Definitely. And if we would have heard it, I swear we would have felt different too, because that's a Jameis speaking and Jameis being like us quoting him, mm-hmm. uh, like or, or reading it or whatever. It's two completely different yeah. things. Like oh, yeah. when he speaks, man, there's power behind it's power, it. Like yeah. you, you feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's that's a very good. I word. support. I think Chris made a really good point. Yeah, I, I don't think his because I feel like people take stuff out of context and you take culture out of context. Mm-hmm. I think for most black men, like black women is usually a symbol of strength. You know what I mean? So we know they're strong. We know they're going to be strong. But we know that a lot of black men, they're not. You know, they they drop the ball more mm-hmm. times than not. So I feel like when Jameis made that comment, he wasn't trying to say men need to be strong and powerful and women need to be weak and passive. Now he was just saying, like, we as men got to step it up because our women are killing the game. You know what I mean? And... We like you guys said, we, we need positive role models in the community to go back into the neighborhoods and tell these black men these positive things. And then on Sam's note, also he's Jameis Winston, he's a football player. So he's not the best women's rights or women's empowerment speaker. So you can't fault him for not being, you know what I mean, um Beyonce or, you know, Gabrielle Union because he's not he's not gonna give them bars. <laughs> random. <like that. laughs> he knows. So what? So that was so random. How was that random? Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union likes talking about women's rights and stuff like that. <laughs> That's what you heard about you said, yeah, Bro, you should have said Michelle Obama. Or you you're talking right? about Dwayne Wade's wife? Yeah, I'm talking about Dwayne Wade's wife. With, with um, old buddy and... Uh, you don't even know. You don't even Nat know Turner, it. The Nat Turner movie. You don't even know it. No. Bro, Birth of a Nation, she, had could, a, she was you, talking about why she took that role. Yeah, you, you, you wait, could, wait, she was in Birth of a Nation? Yes. She's more famous for being Mary Jane or whatever oh, it she's is. She's more famous for many things, but she took the role in Birth of a Nation. She was and, in Birth of a Nation? Yeah, but listen to this. She didn't have any lines. She had no lines in the movie intentionally. People don't know this. She had no lines to represent the all the black women um, in America without a voice. So she took a line in that movie. Where was she in the movie? She was that girl who she got was, raped. Yeah, she was. And remember the, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had a small part. No, she had a big part, but she took. She had no. Not like rape is small. I'm saying like it was just like a scene. <laughs> no, I didn't mean like rape was big. I was just meaning like she was an important character. She didn't have no words though, man. Intense. I do not remember seeing. seeing anyway, it. we went on the rabbit trail. So Jameis Winston situation. You guys are saying good heart. Just wrong words at the, at the wrong word wrong word choice man. word wrong no, word choice. one word. But he's a football player, man. Yeah. Cool. Let's so, Jameis, we love you. We support you. Um, but like I make mistakes, Sam makes some mistakes. Hold up, I, actually, man. See, see, I got a funny thing about Jameis Winston. Okay. I had saw this man at the Edwards Movie Theaters here in Houston. Oh, for real? I went up to him. I knew who it was. I said, "Hey, man, you look like Jameis Winston." He was like, "Yeah, I am him," and walked away. Killed me. Damn. And this was before he won the national championship. So he wasn't that big. <laughs> but I was just like, dang. And I got witnesses because people thought I was lying. Mm. But Jameis Winston, bro, I'm still hurt about mm. it. So when I see you, I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> All right. So on that note, we'll take a quick commercial break. And then when we get back, we'll get into our main topic with our very, very special guest. We are The Roommates. And this is the Conduit Podcast Network. <laughs> Shit, I 
<laughs> okay, we are back. We are back. <laughs> oh, welcome back, guys. This is a little bit of a, a technical hiccup, but don't worry about it. This is what we're making. We'll make magic happen. So, as you guys know, for the month of February, February, how do you say? It? Is it February or February? What? Uh, neither. Neither. February. Neither. It's a lot smoother. Okay. <laughs> February. Anyway. What did that man just say? <laughs> so, I for the month of February, of. <laughs> we have decided to have a women's special edition month where we have been bringing in different women to join us on the podcast and have some really dope conversation with us. Crazy thing I learned today at work. Next month is Women's History Month. Huh. So it would have been more advantageous to bring them in next month, but that's neither here nor there. Let's get to the point. So for this week's and wait, this last and final week of our special edition, females edition, special edition. Ah, <laughs> I'm bumbling and fumbling. So for this last week of our special females edition month, we have a very special guest joining the show. America, say hi to Bree. Hey, Bree. Hey, guys. How you doing out there? Hey. Hey, Bree. Hey. I ain't gonna say hey to you. We are we are we got a problem. We, we already met. <laughs> yeah, we got some beef going on. We already got beef. So I hope you're ready. Even though we on a same team, but it's not real beef. It's what not team real is that? Ah, uh, you'll see, Sam. <laughs> so, Bree, is Bree your your full name? It's actually not. My first full name is Brianna. I knew it. Can I call you Brianna? I mean, it's not it's not a hard guess. I mean, yeah. Nah, I, I don't know that's up with it. Yeah, yeah, bro. You'd be surprised. Some it people. Be yeah. Bree, what? Brianna. Mm-hmm. Did that man just say Briyaya? Bro, my pastor's daughter, my <laughs> my mean, the only woman to, I've ever loved, his my mic. woman, only girl I've ever loved in my life besides my mom and my sister <laughs> is named Briyaya. Briyaya, did he just say Briyaya? I'm gonna name my daughter Briyaya. <laughs> you does she jerks? go for? Does she go? What what she go by for short? Bri or Yaya? Oh, that's that's both of them are kind of dope. Either way, either way, it works. Briaya, yeah, I'm definitely in my either daughter. Either way, she I love exist. her. <laughs> are you kidding me, right? Briaya? Want to see a picture of her? No, I don't. Confessing your love. <laughs> no, she's like ten years old. I love her like oh, unconditionally. Okay. Okay. We can't make different fun of her kind now. of love. She's ten, bro. That's yeah, you should have no told more. us that up front. Yeah, you yeah, Briaya's like you nah, know what nah, she's, just like a. She's like the only girl that's been there from the beginning, and by beginning I mean since I was like twenty. Sad. <laughs> and she was like six so months sad. old. Bad like <laughs> but I love her. She's so amazing. We have a we have a podcast to run. Oh, talking my, about some Brianna right now. Oh my, my bad. I had a random story about Brianna, but I forgot we have a guest. So Bri, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Brianna, welcome to the show. Thank you. Please let the American people Brianna. know about yourself. Tell us who who you are. Who is Bri? Well, like I said, first full name is Brianna, but I do go by Bree. I prefer everyone call me Bree. Okay. Did your mom call you Brianna? Um, sometimes okay, she actually goes right. back and forth. Only so if she's you. fully upset at me, and she uses the first, middle, and last Ooh, name. Go, can you say it. Say it. Just I, like your mama does. Just like my Brianna Michelle Drake. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, Drake. Like yeah. Drizzy Drake? Like Drizzy Drake. That is my last name. Your, your middle name is Michelle? It is. Oh, that's dope. I can't believe I just said my full name on, on this and podcast. And what's your social like security number? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I go by Bree Drake. Um, that is my actual name. Most people don't think it is. They think that I'm just in love with the rapper Drake. I mean, he's cool and all. But Wait, you met him? Yeah, of course. Drizzy. Who? Hey, wait, 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 wait. You heard wait, 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 wait. Here we go. Hey, go hey. Story time. You kind of, you dropped something out of your pocket. I think it's a name. Um, 
<laughs> did you see what she did? She what? said, "Of course, of yeah. course." Like we just like we all met Drake before. Like, we just know Drake. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even seen him, bro. I've all seen right. him actually when he came to All Star. Exactly. All-Star so that's Wait, the thing. You saw him or you met him? Oh, me, yeah. I've met him. Okay. Yeah. So would he remember if he, if he saw you again? Yeah. He would actually. <laughs> so he tried to so, so, wait, wait, wait. Whoa. So he tried to holler. No, no, no. that There's, is not what happened at you, all. Let I me make it clear. Just lie for the people, real quick. Go ahead. I am not gonna, gonna lie for the people. Hear. I know I'm, for a fact that man tried to holler. Oh yeah, I'm, of course he remembered me. I'm really Brady Drake. To be of course, now. that I man tried to holler. I already know. I know how them Canadians are. I know how them Canadians are. Says Drake was thirsty and she rejected him. I did not say that for the record. I did not say that. You said it. Okay. I just said that I know him i've met him okay. did he um, dm you no he did not dm me actually Jeez. we met at his private pool party on last fourth of july Bro, what <laughs> were you in la who, who do we have i was in houston podcast, and that's right why i said of course because uh, houston is like drake's second home well, just walking around true. my city like that no he well is. he does claim houston like that you he know he really does, does. yeah he i can't blame him though no. i can't blame him yes yeah, who really... is the most famous person that dm you by the way i want to know that question yeah we're talking about the rapper i think Bilo had a good question though who was the most famous person that dm'd you I'm not going to talk about that. So it has been famous people to DM. I mean, Obama? Yeah. What? You said Obama? There's oh, there. Michelle! Obama? Obama? Damn! Look, you know what? Obama's from Chicago, which is where I'm from, so shout out to it him. It was for business. It was for business. Okay? <laughs> Look, but he did not slide in my DMs. Okay. I, either way, whoever slid in my DMs, that's not who makes, that's not what makes me me, okay? okay. Hey, 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 you want to know. Ish, girl. All right. I am from Chicago, like I just said. I moved to Houston about a year and a half ago, um, just for an overall better experience in life. Um, school, job, it's better weather, um, better vibes overall. The people and the mentality down here is a lot more friendly a lot more inviting than what you find in chicago um and funny enough (laughs) a lot of people in houston have never been to chicago ever have you guys been i've been it was was like for a few hours i had some uh, chicago deep dish went to soldier field went to wrigley you have the typical chicago tourist experience makes sense i mean there are lots of cool things to do in chicago so Having deep dish pizza and all the stuff you did. I and didn't like it. The Lou yeah. Nazis don't go there. What? I was like, can you, can you just have deep dish pizza here? You know? like. Well, you could, same, but no same. one thinks yeah, to make it. Pizza in Houston Maybe. sucks, by the way. It absolutely real. sucks. I don't want to hear anybody saying that Frank's Pizza is the best pizza. No, it's hey, Frank not. Frank's Pizza, it's good. I didn't say it was the best. Well, it's good. We don't got to have pizza. We got tacos. We got tacos. We got it all, actually. We got so, Brie, what, what do you do in Houston? So, oh, like, what's your hustle? Uh, I do a few different things. Um, I try to stay busy when with uh, whatever opportunity is available at the time. I bartend. I model. Okay. Um, I've done other things in the past, you know, corporate work, with, worked with kids and everything. That's dope. Um, some of that was enjoyable and some of it was more tedious than anything okay. else. So that's why I started bartending because okay. it's a really fun way to meet people, mm. to make money. My trick. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you can meet people like Drake bartending, yes, actually. Exactly. Um, but... I did start modeling when I moved out here. Um, I want to say two months into my move out here, I decided it was something that I wanted to try. It had always been something that people had asked me if I did or if I was interested in doing. But I was in college and um, I was working my way through school. Plus, 
it was never really something my family, you know, pushed me to pursue mm-hmm. um, just because it's not the conventional way to do things. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily understand that all the time. They're old school, you know. Okay. Um, I can appreciate that about them. They instilled a lot of great values in me because of that. But there's a whole new world out there, you know, and modeling in itself in comparison to, you know, 50 years ago is completely different, mm. you know, way different, especially with Instagram and social media being how it is. Is, how big it is yeah. everyone calls themselves a model yeah everyone they calls just taking themse- pictures yeah <laughs> you feel me seriously you're not a model you girl nice you literally just taking it's pictures Brianna, by the way <laughs> bro <laughs> Brianna this man literally pulled up a picture yeah. of him and Brianna she's not she's not tan she could be my little sister she could what do you mean she's not tan I said tan you said she was tan right that's a that girl's old <laughs> what comparison to who that's a grown woman? You're disgusting. Continue, Bree. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, but yeah, so it, modeling is something that I do on a more professional level outside of just taking selfies and posting them on the internet. Cool. You know? All right, so we're going to start off the bat with this very, very deep, important question. So, are you bad and bougie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so mad that he has that. I, I didn't oh. run this bias yes, at all. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know this was about to happen. Are you bad and bougie? In the Please. in the traditional sense of the phrase, yeah. um, no. Bullcrap. No, mm. I'm not. Mm. I, I will say that I'm a little bougie when it comes to certain things, but no, I don't what? try to call it bougie. I just like say what? that like I have what? standards. Like what? Oh, so bougie. I have standards. Do you drink tap water? Yes, I grew up on tap water. You, I don't believe. I grew up on tap water. We never had filter water in my house. Are you still drinking up into today? Absolutely. So, you know, Fuji water is not tap water, right? I do know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fiji water, by the way. Oh, hey, it's how Fuji you are. Fuji. You. I mean, he wouldn't know. <laughs> when you I live in South Park, we ain't got it. Fuji. They, they Fuji. not in the corner store in South Park. I tell you that right, right now. It's not there. No. Right, so what else, what else makes you bougie? Uh, Honestly, again, I'm not bougie like that. I I know bougie women. I have bougie friends. Believe me. Those are the type of chicks who won't settle for anything less than a baller. You know, won't settle for anything less than a Louis bag, a Gucci bag. So you cool with going to choose? Absolutely. So you, Ooh, two for 20? So I'm you, there. So you go to Popeye's for two piece two Tuesday. Two piece two. I was there this week. Oh, 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 right. oh, we found a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> we found a unicorn. They're out there, man. You gotta there want it, though. Week. Spicy you want it. with a side of uh, red beans and rice. Thank Ooh, you. That's what we had on Tuesday, too. I have no problem getting down and dirty. I know how to change a tire on a car. I know how to check my oil. That's dope. I, I know a lot of things that you a lot of young that thing is... oh, well, hold, I can't fix it all. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, you got a flat? I can I can help you out. I don't need you for that. I don't need you for that. I, I, I just don't believe that women should think so highly of themselves that they put themselves on some unreachable level. Yeah, I'm looking like, at one right now that think very highly of herself. Ooh. <laughs> Dang, her mouth is oh, wide man. open right now. Ooh. I ain't gonna put her name out there. But she knows she bougie. Yo. Oh, oh, she didn't know. Oh, she Boom. said yes. He meant Boom. you. He meant you. You know, Dang, you know you. who I'm talking to. You with the hat? <laughs> You over there. 
No, I mean, it's it's cool to have standards, but it's not cool to, you know, whip your hair around and say, I'm the baddest. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not what is going to help us women, especially us black women, yeah. uplift one another and help the community overall. Cool. So um, you say you started modeling when you got out here. It's about two months into like coming out here. So how has how that experience been like? It's been awesome. You know, um, Houston isn't exactly the, the fashion capital of the world or even of the country for that matter. But there are more opportunities here than people might think. Um, there are creative people here who have ambition, they have ideas, they have vision, and they execute on that on a daily basis. Um, whether or not it's at the highest level in comparison to New York or L.A. or Paris, what have you, that's I mean, that's one thing. But the things that I've done since I've been here, I know that, you know, people where I'm from, they would never imagine themselves being able to do that sort of stuff. Dang. You know, being in commercials and I mean, I've been in a music video or two and that's cool and all, but just being able to work on a professional level, that is really what drives me to do it. Music video. Whose music video? <laughs> I was in Slim Thugs, peaceful Thug? music video. Yes. The original thug. It was pretty cool. Actually, my mom was pretty proud of me, surprisingly oh, enough. I was about to say your mom was in a video with you. I was like, oh, Dang. I'm gonna say, Slim thug, bro. Slim Come on thug now. Through. Yeah, she was very excited. Uh, the fact that the song itself, Hafiz, you, know, you don't know one song by Slim Thug. I don't. You don't? I'm from you Atlanta, man. This man said Thuggeroo. That man literally said disrespect, bro. Oh my god! I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. It's okay. I had to take that. No, she. My mom had actually reposted the video on her Facebook page, and you know, so that was kind of cute. Hey, you need that co-sign from your parents. We're gonna watch you it during the break. <laughs> What's going on? With it? it was cool. Um, it was a cool experience. I, I actually know Slim on a more personal level outside of just doing his video. So he slid in the DMs too, but he's <laughs> oh rapping, <my> man. <laughs> <laughs> they think they slick, bro. They just like us, fellas. They oh just gosh. like us. I know they are. Not no, even, just... not trying to put him on blast at all because he's an extremely cool guy, but he, if you know anything about him, you know that about him. He's very cool. He's very about Houston. He reps the city hard. City. And he he's not the kind of mm-hmm. rapper or celebrity who stays inside or walks around with security guards all the time. You know, he'll go out, he'll fraternize with people, and that's very cool of him to do that, you know, for him to be as successful as he is. That's super dope. So I, I was thinking about some things. Yeah, I, be, I think a lot, by mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Me I'm too. Like, I'm a deep man, deep thinker. <laughs> Enough about me. Um, so one thing I was thinking about is, you know, obviously being a young, successful black woman in a city like Houston, um, and obviously being in like a industry, like a modeling industry where um, a lot of people will view you as like this, like a more of like a hypersexual object. I think I was watching an interview with, um, I forgot the rappers, the lady, the rapper, uh, dang, Trina. And Trina was describing that a lot of people, the when they, when they. <laughs> When they meet her in person, they don't know that that she's actually a real person. They always think that she's like this bad chick Trina, you know. And so she finds it like uh, she finds some difficulties with guys like approaching her like on a genuine basis and not just trying to bag Trina. So like, do you find yourself like when like with men like do you find it difficult to, to find guys who take you seriously like knowing that you're modeling and stuff like that and like do you find it like difficult in Houston and areas that you've been in? Um, I do, actually, uh, and not even just because I model, mm-hmm. but the city itself it has a culture about it that kind of uh, puts women on this level where we have to be dependent upon a man. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men, especially black men, 
um, approach you with that attitude. Like, like I can, yeah, yeah, like I can help you. I can do things for you that you can't do for yourself. And you don't have to work anymore. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. Um, at the same time, you know, you've got the whole pimp culture here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't really know too much about that until I moved. I actually and I, read a book on it yesterday. Yeah, it's it's real. It's a real yeah, it's thing. It's called Pimpology. It's, it's seriously a way of life. And it translates into everything you, you see. Like, with the way men and women interact here, it's so prevalent. Men will literally come up to me and, and try to take me on trips, try to, you know... Uh, Take me to this restaurant. Take me here. Oh, I can give you this much money. But for what? Mm. You know, are you going to expect something in return? And usually they do. Yeah, they do. Usually they do. And I, I, me, in the way I was raised, I can't go for that. Yeah. I just can't. So how do you know, how you know if they're, like, serious? Like, how do you, for, like, women out there, like, who go through that, who are usually approached by guys that are just trying to use them, like younger girls, you know, how do you how do you discern the guys that are seriously good guys versus the guys that are trying to just take advantage of you and just flaunt their money and stuff like that? You see it right up front. You know, mm-hmm. people show their true colors, whether you want to pay attention or not, that's up to you. It doesn't take you long to get to really know a person and where their heart is and where their mind is. And a man like that who really doesn't care much about you and only cares about what he can do for you and what you could do for him, he'll show that right off the bat. Mm -hmm. But a man who actually cares about you as a woman and who appreciates you in that way, he's going to consistently communicate with you. He's going to speak to you in a certain way. He's going to watch the way he moves around you and the way he moves around people who you might know, you know, when you're not around, the way he speaks about you and, um, you know, the way he acts and treats you physically when you're around each other, all of that is different when you have one man who truly cares and is genuine and a man who is just about the money and just about, you know, doing favors. Mm. Boy, that girl's dropping some dimes. Man, Ladies, I hope you, guys, hope you guys are taking nothing, these notes. Hafiz, bro, bro, you act like you don't need to take notes. See, what I'm saying, <laughs> I said, bro. ladies, take notes. What? What? Nah, man, you shouted at us. You shouted at us again, she, bro. She, <laughs> Bro, she I'm said, messing with you. I'm really? like, what do you mean I'm turn trying to get down, men in Houston? Good, turn you just tried me. You said like I'm trying to get men in Houston. Like, oh, like take easy, notes up, easy, Uppies. You know I'm sensitive. Oh. <laughs> See, and that's something we need a little more in yeah. men, especially I mean, men in Houston. Man, you, bro, you're falling for the trap. <laughs> bro, you're literally falling for the trap. No traps. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm as a woman. This is the old episode. Yeah, you're falling for a trap right now. I can't Are you putting on the front? No. Dad, go right there, man. Put on the front. What? I don't put on the front for nobody. Let's move on. Chris is just, I don't know where this is coming from. I think it's because of the car situation. He just, he's, My car he's committed suicide. It's dead. It's gone. It's going to come back. Gone. Jesus got to bring it back. He can. And right now, I got to be Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> so what we like to do on the show, Bree, um, I think a lot of times people come on, sh- come on shows and it's like an interview and they're like drilled and it kind of feels like people are invading their personal space. What we want to move away from is that interview. We want to we want to get to know you, but we really want to like bring you into our element. So one thing that we do on the show is we like to have like conversations about a whole bunch of random topics because when we're at the house just kicking it, like just something random just comes up and usually everybody has a different opinion and we just chop it up, you know? And so what we want to do is we want to bring you into a conversation that we've been having, um, some ideas we've been tossing around and we want to know your opinion on this. So this segment, as everybody knows, is our main topic. And who are you looking at, Chris? 
It's not about me right is now. Is that is that what's her face? A bougie girl? <laughs> bougie girl, bougie girl, bougie hey, girl. You about to get your privileges. She's uh, drinking bottled water right now. Oh uh, yeah, we know <laughs> Fuji, she likes bottled Fuji water. Yeah, yeah. Fuji water. <laughs> uh, hold on, where was I at? Oh yeah, cool. So yeah, there's something that I've been wrestling with, you know, for a long time. You know, some ideas that was kicking back and forth. And it is with some of the differences between black men and black women. So um, everywhere I go, I see that there is this, in my opinion, false narrative being presented that somehow black women have it like a hundred billion times worse than black men in America. And in my opinion, that is far, far from the truth. And so the main topic of this week I don't know why I just did that. I just felt like it was just natural. Anyway, so the main <laughs> the main topic for this week is, is it easier to be a black man or a black woman in America? Personally, where's on, um, what's that girl's name? Gabri- no, not Gabrielle. What are you talking Ooh. about right now? My name, Mercedes. Mercedes. Where's Mercedes at? Well, I don't know. Oh, bathroom? Because I knew she would have... If she was in that room, I knew she would have said something. I'm sorry. My brain is everywhere right now. Yeah, bro. So, is it easier to be a black man or a black woman in America? I, Hafiz Balku, believe it's way, 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 way easier to be a black woman. But I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. The way, 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 yours. way. And we're trying to learn, too, by the way. So, women, if we're wrong on what we believe, let us know. Yeah, I'm Re- trying speak to learn. Oh, well, I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Okay. But... I had to disagree. I mean, with what have you said? Okay. It's definitely harder to be a black woman in comparison to being a black man. Amen. It definitely is. We have to work 10 times harder than a black man, which means we have to work 50 times harder than a white woman. Amen. Which means we have to work 100 times harder than a white man. Amen. Literally, women, we were the last to be given rights. You know? 1920, if I'm not mistaken. So with that being said, it's always going to be harder for us. We're always going to have to play catch up. You know, we have this this stigma in the country um, that we're in, especially that black women are only good for certain things, you know, mm. shaking their butts, mm. twerking, twerk fest, being in music videos. And yes, I know I said I was in one, um, but that's something that people automatically think, oh, okay, yeah, a black woman, I can see her doing that. But say, for instance, you say a black woman is in line to be president. People are going to be like, what? Huh? Heck no. What? They not having that. What? What? Wait, over who? <laughs> who? Who are the other candidates? Like, you know, are they women too? It, it's always going to be that way until we choose to change the mentality about that. Mm-hmm. You know, but funny enough, um, black women actually have a higher percentage of completion in college than black men. Um, we have lower incarceration rates. Um, we have lower car accident rates. Um, and that's because we work hard to have those things. Amen. It's not handed to us, just like it's not handed to a black man either, you know. But as a black woman, because we know it's already tough enough, the ones who do want to go above and beyond, we make sure we watch everything we say, everything we do, the way we dress, the way we wear our hair, and we're always judged on it, no matter if we feel like we're doing it the best to our ability. Boom. Okay, that was nice. That was... That was good. That was very good. Um, some of the things you said were like real, really wise. And I mean, I understand black women have it tough. Oh, this is Sam, by the way. I'm sure y'all know my voice by now. But I, I know black women have it tough. And I mean, usually, I'm on the side with the women. Like I think they have it tough. They're, they're a double minority. 
they're black and they're women. You know, they they have they have to do with both sides of that. Um, and women were the last to have rights, and it's still a patriarchal society. We know that. You know, just when you're talking about your experience with men, like we we know that very well. And then another thing about women is that man, they well, black women in particular is that they hypersexualized. You know, um, the views of y'all tend to be nothing but sexual. Like 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 you said, twerking. Like people look at you for. <laughs> I mean, just our bodies yeah, yeah, as a piece of me, yeah, an object. Yeah. It's it's horrible. It's saddening, um, but that's what it is, and that makes that makes climbing up and getting equal treatment really extremely tough. And uh, I got sisters. I see them go through this same type of struggle. I got a sister in the corporate world. She's killing the game. Shout out to Christina. But uh, shout out to her. But I understand how hard it is for y'all. Um, but man, whenever I was doing my research, just looking at things, I uh. Man, I really, I'm really starting to feel for my brothers, man, because I think people just they get they get used to what we go through. It's it's really hard. It's really hard. Um, and I think one of the things you said kind of lends itself to our argument. You guys, I mean, you you women, y'all achieve more than we do educationally, and education it it opens up a whole lot of avenues. Y'all are less incarcerated, well, so you have. A whole lot of opportunity for for uh, education as well, and I just feel like just those two things, just those two things alone, they just life's easier for y'all because y'all are more educated. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all, Hafiz, you you get where I'm going a little I, bit. I get where you're going. Yeah, I yeah. Going. Back back me up real quick. Okay, man. I uh, you, I didn't know you wanted me to hop in. Go ahead, bring that mic over here, girl. The no mic. Offense. I mean camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Bree. Um, first and foremost, you are super awesome. You um, made some really great points. Thank you. And I, man, I was I was moved. I was moved. Um, yeah, but you, you, know, you know how it is. It's it's sad. I think it's it's sad that um, black women go through go through like what you described. But what I've noticed is that it's kind. Of, here's my thinking. Here's my thinking through it. It's kind of. Like, because black women have been viewed as so lesser, they've been viewed kind of like, like they're not like they're innocent, but they are not a threat, right? So society doesn't view black women as a threat. Because first and foremost, like you said, first you're a woman. So like already society views you as lower and then, then you're black. So it's like, oh, you're not really a threat to our culture. But what society has always viewed as a threat is black males. Always. So there's, there's, while I would definitely agree that there has been a huge boulder that's been placed on black women to prevent them from moving upward in society, I would rival that boulder with the mountain that's placed on, a, a, on the black men. Um, and we can go from slavery times to being lynched. We can go from civil rights times to having your house burned down, you know, having um, no job opportunities. But the biggest thing for me is when I look at the difference between black men and black women is that you see the violent crime plaguing black men. Um, if you look at all the crime statistics, black well, men in general are more prone to murder, men are more prone to theft and drug abuse and selling drugs and these violent crime lifestyles. So you see that these these things have been destroying 
the black community. Um, right now, I think there's like 23.5 million black women in America, and I think there's about 21 million black men. Um, and a lot of and like and as you age. The number of black men begins to dwindle more and more. Like when you're younger, it's kind of like you see like it's about 50-50. But as you get older, because of all the crime, because of um, um, you see mass incarceration affect us. You see um, homicide, black on black crime affect us. You see police brutality affect us. Not saying these things don't affect women, but I think I was looking at a um, statistic. I think there was over two million black men in prison, and there was over about three hundred thousand black women so you see that like i said that though you guys are experiencing these difficulties there's so many obstacles that prevent us from succeeding and that's why you see like black men aren't graduating from high school Mm -hmm. because you have also the gang culture you know a lot of these kids get caught up in the gang culture and all of a sudden you know instead of focusing on school they're focusing on selling dope making money doing this that and the third you know not saying that women aren't prone to that struggle but i feel like men are drawn to violence. And then especially with all the violence in the African-American community, it really leads to a lot of problems with the men that the women somehow seem to overcome. That's just, that's kind of what I was processing. And I got something to add that makes it a little harder for black men as well. And that's uh, just the models that we see before us. Yeah. Um, black men, we don't have, <laughs> we don't have many presidents. We don't have many CEOs and things like that before us. Um, Myself, Bilo, and Hafiz, we all play sports in high school. And we know that, man, for a black man, whenever you're young, you're encouraged to do certain things. Um, and that's play sports, rap, just all those things that are presented before us day to day. And that's what we end up going towards. That's what we end up going towards. We, we sell ourselves short because we don't have anything to aspire to. We have men in prison. But we want to be like them because they so dope and they made money. You know, we got hoopers. And that's what maybe 1% of our high school players ends up making it pro. And we want to be like them. And that's what we go after. To no avail, we've got rappers. And we know that's that's a dead end as well. Not many people got talent for that. And it's just black men have nothing to aspire to. You know, we don't have, we don't even have as many positive role models as the black women do. Like our... Do you? I mean, I would say that black women have fewer. I do. That can be arguable. I really do. Because again, we had less time within history to even make an imprint to have role models to look up to. I mean... You know, I, I feel like with the whole black girl magic thing being a powerful movement throughout the past couple of years, it's definitely emerged some very powerful black women that we may not have known about prior. But... Think about the times before that. We don't have any black women presidents. We don't have any women presidents, period. Mm -hmm. You know? And I remember my first grade teacher telling me, you're going to be the first woman president, Bree. Now, mind you, uh, I mean, I thought about law school and everything, but politics, they're too crooked for me and my personality. But it would be awesome to see a woman in that position because it would, just like when Obama won the chair, when he won the position of president, it would be so encouraging to women, not just black women, but women, period, to know, hey, we can make it there. We made it there. Mm-hmm. You know, like if Hillary would have won, I was so rooting for her. And yeah, we had a whole lot of conflict when it came to, okay, either one of our candidates aren't qualified, but I'm going for the one that's obviously more qualified than the other, and I'm going for the woman. I, I, she could have ran against anyone else, but I would have still voted for her. Because of the fact that she's the first woman to get to that point. 
And that, to me, makes her a role model, no matter what other things she's done. You know, whether she be black or what have you, she could have been Hispanic. It would have been dope either way. You know, so I think we have fewer role models than black men do. And I, but I do agree with the point that you made saying that, you know, black men, you do go toward what you're pushed toward. You know, sports and rapping and, you know, the cliches of a black man. Because it is easier to take that route. But I have best friends who are black men. They are college graduates, one of which went to a prestigious school, Northwestern, graduated, became an employee there, still works there, currently being promoted. Um, another one went to Columbia University, graduated from there, also working for the university as a recruiter. Mm -hmm. You know, So there are other avenues you could take, but you have to have... Um, a mindset to want to go out and look for other options. And I understand that's not something that's being taught to black people, period. Um, but you got to be different. You got to stand out, man. If you want to be different, you got to be different, period. You can't expect change and do the same thing every single time. Mm -hmm. Chris, were you going to say something? Yeah, I mean, my whole... I mean, I get, I get what y'all said about, you know, the men, you know, with the crime and, you know having these dreams of, you know, being in the NBA and all that stuff. Um, but I think we got we to gotta take a different direction. If we have a black man and a black woman, both college educated, got their degrees, and they're going for the same position, who do y'all think would get that job first? Depends on the job. Yeah, and I think— What you mean depends on the corporate job? Yeah. Well, depends on what corporation. Yeah. Come on, let's not that's nitpick. Just, bro, Facebook, well, Twitter, let's, let's Google. Crap, let's let's hash it out. No, let me let's let me explain to you why. Let me explain to you why. Yeah, let me get because out affirmative action and a lot of these companies want to have this I'm, diversity thing. How so fees, a lot bro. of these companies want to fill a quota. So if it's that's, like, that's so that's the only reason they fill in a quota. That's that's your argument. That's one of the many okay. reasons. No. That's one. I can go more, but I want to hear. I want to hear. Why? I want to hear and why then, a black man get chosen over a woman. Listen, I me. Mean, uh, why a woman get chosen over a black man? Okay. I want to hear. I got one for you. Go ahead. I got one for you, man. Um, black woman is not as threatening as a black man. Exactly. Uh, like. We're both black, and we both deal with that black people stuff like, oh, they're terrifying, this and this, but it's not the same as it is for a black man. Like, there's a culture of fear yeah. surrounding us, man. Like, we're monsters to them. Like, you don't want that black person in the cubicle next to you, you feel me? Like, a black woman is much black less- black man in, with dreads a, in the cubicle. Man. A bro, black woman is much less intimidating. Bro, what black but, man you know in a cubicle with dreads? <laughs> hey. Nobody, bro. No, oh, no, there's wait, not. The, in the corporate world? Yes, no, y'all just talking. I can show you a picture of the internet right now. Bro, you, yeah, you'll find a uh, uh, dread man with a suit. Yeah, that would mean work for yeah, KPMG. Bro, definitely, definitely one. I know one. Boy, heck, there's no way. I'm UH, bro. All right. There's no way. Back and, to the point. But yeah, you got a good argument too, man, because like, it's just hard for women to get a door in the corporate world. That's that's true. I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah but it depends on what, here's what I'm saying. The, people don't understand the world is changing, right? So, like, you have Facebook, you have Google, you have Instagram, you have all these Uber, you have all these new companies that are... No offense, they're run by nerds, right? And these nerds are usually feminists because they were losers in high school and they <laughs> like to get run over by girls. And they got they got money now. I'm so just, you, I'm, I mean, yeah, they successful. You you killing now. them right now, but they can't yeah. shoot. <laughs> and so these nerds, they're they're they like women because they never gotten them. And so they're more prone to give the girl a job. Not that's over. your whole argument, That's not bro. my whole... That's one of the points. Are you kidding listen, me right now? You tell me a guy just because he didn't have a woman's listen, attention would hire a woman? That's no, I, I mean, didn't say bro. that. I said the nerds at these corporations... <laughs> Mix that with the diversity <laughs> initiatives, they're gonna see a black. Uh, think about like if Brie, 
went to an interview and then me went to interview. Obviously, I'm more attractive, but still, the oh. point of the matter is... If <laughs> I Bri- beg to differ. If Bri came in the interview, they're like, oh, man, you got this pretty black girl. She's fun. You know, she will look good on the corporate picture. We can put her on the website. You know, coder, black girl code magic. Mm, they love that. that. They, they love black girl that code magic. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, boy, that would definitely be a hashtag so quick. I want So you tell me the, the only reason why... You would say a black woman is over a black man because you said the world's changing as in affirmative action and because of diversity that they bring. And also a lot of people in these new companies are different than these. If you're talking about investment banking, I'm not like talking, talking about, about that. I'm, I'm talking about white a, a normal. If you're talking about a social media company, then yeah, you have. But I'm talking if you, I'm talking about a normal job, a like, conventional job, a conventional. Like, I'm not talking about no social media like teaching. Like w- black women killing it in teaching, doctors. That because it, black, that because black men ain't really trying to be lawyers. Teachers. Do we, we have the stats? Go? Are there more, I, I don't know their stats. I got some stats for you right here. I got some stats for you right here. Listen, no, well, we're be. talking about black women though. No, no, I'm saying in the corporate world, I feel like there's more black women than men in the corporate world. In the in the labor force, I don't know the numbers. Seventy percent of women are participating in the labor force. Men. Let me go ahead and go to my stats. It's only 67%. You are, well, we got to go dive in deeper than that because we got to understand why. Because, I mean, to me... Let me continue. White-collar jobs, 64% women. White-collar jobs for black men, 42%. Because they're rapping and daggum. Well, you know, like y'all said. Y'all, 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 y'all. Rapper ain't no white-collar job. Nah. I just said because they're he's not saying, doing white-collar jobs because they're, right. they're rapping. Hafiz. Okay. But anyways, anyways, you want to know what that says? That says that the black women actually supposed to get in the door, and we're not. Well, how easy would it be for a woman to become a rapper or a ball player? Boom. WNBA, Maya Moore. LeBron James, NBA. What are you saying right now? That's different. What are you talking about? There's not as many jobs in WNBA, so don't even bring that up. Exactly. Meaning it wouldn't make much sense for a woman to make more money. I'm just saying, man, like, y'all, like... What do what do well, women have to fall back on? Cause like y'all saying, well, guys, we want to be these rappers, we want to be this this ball player. What do women have to fall back for? What do they have to do outside of a corporate job? Or what do they have to be do? Teachers. Can a black man? A black man can't be a teacher. How many black men are teachers? There's a huge initiative that Obama tried to push. There's not that many black male teachers. That's well. True. Put it like Why this. is that though? I think I think because black men it, don't got jobs. Is it because no, the black women are taking all the teaching jobs? No, of course nah. not. Black men are just. I'm just saying the world. Exactly. Look, if you, look, if Obama put all these initiatives out there and they running all these programs and black men still don't have jobs, to me, it's with the daggum black men. That's the exactly. problem. Yeah, yeah, but, that's but, I'm but I'm saying y'all y'all talking. Yeah. To, I'm just saying y'all whole purpose of why. Women have it easier is because they actually take responsibility, take story to better themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. the whole argument. But society, but, but we run that back. Nah, I don't know. We man. run that back, and it's just like I'm just saying, black men are like this because of how we've been conditioned yeah, psychologically. Conditioned. So, so when people are scared broken, of you, when people bro. don't expect anything, let's talk. From, let's talk about women. Dumb, let's talk about women being conditioned. Concept. Let's talk about women then. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it. Okay. Let's so don't. No, let's talk about women. We 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 know what black men went through. We know what black men went through. Um. I heard from a reliable source. Okay. Reliable I'm not going. I'm not going take it all. You know, I'm gonna take take all of it. Shout out to Jalen. It's not from a book. It's not from a book, but I heard through in slavery that the the black woman that was in the house mm-hmm. had it worse than the black woman that was out there laboring. Yeah, because you're you're close. So to me, that does a lot of stuff to you mentally, hurts you physically, 
and all these things, like, I mean, you know, killing their babies and rape and all that stuff. Black women went through it as well as black men. Just as bad. Just as bad. If not worse. Just yeah. if not worse. But no, I'm serious on, because please. a lot of the physical pain that black men feel, you inflict on yourselves or each other. And black women, we get slapped around and raped and whatnot exactly. all the time. I just got to say something. A girl once told me that everything a black man goes through, that women have to bear those burdens. Absolutely. I. That's one thing that... I actually forgot about it. That's a really big thing. Y'all have to bear those burdens. Well, I disagree. Boom. I disagree. I disagree. Let me let me explain to you why. You see, and I have a theory about this, and I don't got time to explain this theory. Like, everybody knows that as a man, you have what I call like a ticking time bomb inside of you, right? You have, When you're 13, you go into puberty, you have all this energy, right? And then as a man, you're prone to a lot of bad decision making that can destroy your life. A lot of women, we all know it, they're more mature and they're smarter. The dumb, stupid stuff that we men do, women don't go don't go through that as much. Not saying they don't go through it as much. So a black man, think about it. How many black men do you know locked up? How many black men do you know um or um doing drugs? How many black men do you know dropping out of school? How many black men do you know fighting, joining gangs? There's so much stuff because we're so conflicted as men. We have no guidance. We have no instruction. We do these things and it ruins our life. From my from my understanding, the only thing that ruins a woman's life is a man. Nine <laughs> times out of ten. So society, are you telling me society doesn't ruin a woman's life? I'm saying life? a woman is not gonna self-destruct her life the way a man is. A woman is not a man. I thought you were equal opportunists. I am equal opportunity. So, how, so, so what are you saying right now? I'm saying they presented with the same problems, right? No, think about it. Why? Why? Are they, just because they're a little bit more mature? No. So you saying girls are joining gangs and beating people up and doing He's drugs? Like, I mean, they're out there. He, I'm not saying they all so, do that, but they're I mean, out there. What do you say is true? A man is more prone to self-destructive behavior. That's Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But. Women, like you said before, do have to bear those burdens in multiple ways because we bear children by black men who end up getting locked up or killed. Um, women who mother black men who end up going to jail and getting killed. I, I, my brother, as a matter of fact, I have a brother. He's 10 years older than I am. He's literally spent half of his life in and out of jail. And for every reason being his own, he made all those decisions himself. And my mom dealt with it for years and years and years. And she almost enabled it, mm. and until and you tell me that's not it ain't hard. Oh, it was very hard. I know it's hard. It, it, it wears on you that's mentally, what I'm saying. physically. So you, like, we, we, we're here talking about how black men are in jail, don't have jobs, but these black women are affected by it as well. They're left alone, have to raise these kids. They have to go to college. They have to do something for themselves because no black men stepping up. Yeah. No, and you can't. You can, I'm, I'm here. I'm saying, but, you, but I'm saying that the black men that y'all saying the, the reason is for them, you know, going through it is equal or if not worse on the black women. So you tell me the women are getting nothing. murdered. You tell me the women are getting murdered on the nah, street. So, so I'm, I think where we're at. I am listening. No, you're not. You're I think not what he's saying is that man. He's saying that black women deal with stuff. Black men deal with stuff, but they deal with the stuff. They got to carry some of the stuff that. We deal with they exactly. So if they a black man get, get murdered, black man gets which murdered, is, which if is a, true. We deal us black women. We deal with our own stuff, and then we have to deal with y'all stuff as well. Exactly. You, you know, black men, y'all on, are, on are that bull. honestly. You guys are a little bull, more selfish. On, exactly. Yeah. That's cut some, cut some slack, are. please. So you, you tell me, are, you're not though. selfish, bro. But cut some slack to the black men, bro. Like, come on, that's. 
We're not talking about all black men here, but we're talking about the ones who do get incarcerated, the ones who do get involved in gang violence and all that sort of stuff. You know, that's selfishness because you're not thinking about how it is going to be. That's thinking about black women. All right, all right. So um, I got the cue to wrap it up. I'm, I'm disappointed because we can go for days. Here's the moral of the story. The moral of the story is that black women go through a lot of difficulties. They go through a lot of hardships. Black men go through a lot of difficulties and go through a lot of hardships. Though we can argue for days about who has it worse, the point of the matter is we both have it very difficult. And the focus should be, instead of focusing on whose life is more difficult, the focus should be how can we make both of our lives better. And what I think is super dope is that we're having these conversations, but we're also, each and every one of us are looking to make ourselves better, not only to make ourselves better, but to also make, um, set an example and a role model for black women and black men to be able to aspire to so that it, so that they can make their lives better as a byproduct. So dope conversation. I would love to continue. I know we probably can continue some more off, off the air. We're going to take a quick break, jump into debate of the week. We are the roommates, and this is the Conduit Podcast Network. All right, we are back. We are back, guys. Uh, Chris, Chris, go ahead and say what you want to say really quickly about you not feeling like the solution and tell them that just kind of give a summary of kind of what you feel because I feel like we were talking about it off the air and I, I want you to bring it up. I just felt we haven't, we didn't really talk about going to depth with how black men uh, can help out with black women and how black women can help out black men. I think we just kind of just left it alone and and it's not good to you know just say who has it worse because that could be more problematic and things like that so we will continue this conversation can you give and, uh, can you give some quick give us 30 seconds quick ways black women can help black men quick ways black men can help black women i mean black women support your black men mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know they they like we're we need encouragement. We, we need encouragement. encouragement. We need to feel like the men. And men need to understand black women completely. Like, all the things that we do to them, like, yeah, man. you can be, like, something Lift simple as, yeah. Bit, you know, I mean, something simple you know? as, you can be playing around, but like, oh, I like you. And you can just be joking, but we don't know what that does to a woman. So, um, little things like that. Okay, so like Chris said, I know that was so short and so brief. If you guys want it to be longer, send me um, the money for the, the, another hour session, and then we'll be able to... Um, and email us. We definitely expect emails after this week, please. Yeah, yeah. and like I said, we, we, we could go on for days about this, but we're, we're on a time constraint, so please don't feel like that was the end-all, be-all of the conversation. So we're going to go ahead and jump into America's favorite subject, topic... Topic, not subject. <laughs> Favorite topic known as the debate day. of the week. So we were a little heavy, and I want to bring it a little light, like a pillow. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so this, this debate of the week is something that I've been thinking about for, I, I think about a lot, like I said. Because you're a savage. Savage behavior. So this. Why did you have to say that? Just go ahead. Anyway. They'll figure it out. Because he's savage too. Ooh. Boom. The debate of the week is this question. Is it okay to talk to and try to get with somebody who is currently in a relationship? So let's say you're hanging out with somebody. You're interested in them. They're really cool. You enjoy one another's company. But you find out that they are currently dating somebody else. I'm not saying that they're married. I'm not saying they're engaged. I'm saying they're just simply dating. Is it okay to try to talk to that person, even if they are dating? Bree, you are the guest. 
We give you the floor first. No, it is not okay. <laughs> you talk, wait, are they boyfriend Straight, and girlfriend? No. Yeah. Point, They're boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, okay. In a committed relationship? No, absolutely not. And not this is something cool. I actually talk about with my girlfriends a lot. A lot of my girlfriends are single. Um, I'm single. Here he go, bro. Oh, Lord. Yeah, sure. I'll send him a text and come right over. Um, no, seriously, though, it goes back to respect. You know, what What happened to that? What happened to respecting relationships? Mm. You know, what happened to actually being in relationships? Everyone wants to talk to someone now. Mm. You know what I mean? It's so vague, so unspecific. So it, I think it's totally disrespectful, mm. especially to the person who has no knowledge of it. Mm. You know, say I'm a woman and I, I mean a man, I'm interested in him. Okay, I find out you have a girlfriend. Mm, I don't really care. I don't know her. I don't owe her anything, mm. right? So why not? But... I'm a woman just like she is. And if I was in a relationship, I would hope that my man would respect that and that other women would respect that. You know, and if you don't and you blatantly make that decision, mm. knowing that he's in a committed relationship, then you're being just as disrespectful as he is. Mm. At which point you should at least owe the chick who is in a relationship or the man who's in the relationship the decency to stay away. You know, and if he wants to pursue you or she wants to pursue you, even though they know they're committed, that's on them, you know. Mm. Okay, so we had this conversation earlier in the week, and uh, I think I started out by taking the chivalrous chivalrous route, you know, stay away. Don't talk to a girl with a man. Um, and you shouldn't. If it's serious, I still stand by that. But then B-Lo called me out because uh, I'm guilty. I've, uh, I've definitely talked to a girl with a man before. And I mean, it's it's messed up. It's messed up. But I think if you really think, if you really believe that you are a better option, then how can you sit and stay silent? Mm. You know, you have to you have to shoot your shot. You can't go around thinking and wondering what could have been or whatever it is. You have to at least say something. And I mean, don't take this too far, people. But if there's not a ring on it. You're good. I hate that saying. If there's not a ring on it, you're good. If it's serious, I'm going until towards I'm married. Marriage, <sighs> if, they, if they're going towards marriage, you see it's serious. Like, don't mess with it. But most of the time, man, like, it's just a relationship. Most people are just together just to be together. Like, you got you to gotta get in there. Shouldn't be, we try to change that, now though? You right. But I'm just saying, if they, look, fellas, if there's a goalie, that don't mean you can't score. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Finesse. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, well, Bree. I think I think you made a great point. I think Bree made it. Chris, were you saying something that I cut you off? Um, no, I just dropped. I just had to drop that. A little nugget of knowledge. I mean, yeah, I had to drop that. <laughs> that doesn't mean why my opinion. I have. I'm still thinking about it, honestly. But let's move on. No, Bree made a really good point because I think nowadays people have no. There's no. There's there's no laws in the jungle anymore. You know, it's just a free for all. You know, no one's like you said. No one wants to be in a relationship. Everybody wants to just kind of do whatever. Do you? Do you be me? I'm living my life. I don't care about X, Y, and Z. And I definitely think, like Bree said, we should respect people's relationship, and we should want to be treat. We want to treat others the way we want to be treated. So I appreciate that. But you know, I'm my fees. So I got something to say about that. I think. In life, there's always nuance, always little gray areas. The gray areas aren't really gray. If you zoom in enough, it's black and white, 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 white. black and white, 
Lord but Jesus. I won't get into that he for today. He's been sleeping today. He act like an amateur right now. I've been tripping today. I haven't had a lot of sleep, and I woke up to that baby. <laughs> Ruined my. Up. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> so here's what I'm saying. Let's say I'm talking to a girl. Let's call her Drizzy. Is that a girl? Just bro? continue, bro. <laughs> oh, call it D. Okay. Call it D. D. I'm not calling her D, bro. I'm not calling <laughs> nobody. We're we'll talking Drea. to the D. We we'll call it Drea. And I meet Drea, and she with a loser guy. Loser guy. I have another theory, by the way, but we don't have time for this, man. If I have <clears> some time, I have some theories to get, throw it at you. So, Drea is with a loser guy, but she's what I call she's a trap Tina. Trap Tina is that girl who's dating that guy, and she's been stuck on him for so long. That guy, like like Tina Turner, that guy isn't good for her, but because she's been with him for so long, she feels like she can't do any better. So mm-hmm. me, I'm seeing Drea. I'm like, yo, you a dope chick, but that dude's a square. Mm. Out that's, of that's what out happens of, a lot. Out of love and respect for Drea. I'm going to have to take her away from that guy because he's not doing the right thing. What a man. I feel like I'm doing the chivalrous, respectful thing by helping remove her from that terrible situation. Man, you don't know. You're not in there. You exactly. Just, you so just the outside looking in. You know, know I'm, I'm talking about those four-year relationships? Where's nothing going on? I mean, what do you so mean? Green, you tell, so, Bree, you're years telling years me, let's young. say, hypothetically speaking, hypothetically speaking, you were in a relationship mm-hmm. with a guy and you were stuck with this guy. And he wasn't treating you right. She's not really stuck with him. She has a choice. But let's move on. She has a choice. stagnant. And a really great guy, because you don't know that's going to be your husband. You're just dating him. A really great guy is like, dang, girl, I'm going to take you on a hot air balloon ride. I like to take girls on a hot air balloon ride, by the way. You've been on a hot air balloon before? (laughs) I've never been on a hot air balloon. Hey, uh, let's leave it. Don't believe the hype. See what I'm saying, bro? Chris, what are you doing right now? Let me talk on my show. (laughs) Stop saying my show, Huffy. You said like my show. God. Sorry. I'm sorry. I pay money. I'm sorry, Chris. Our show. You are the CEO. So you telling me that you feel like it's wrong for that guy to try to talk to you if he knows that you're in a bad situation? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because although he may be able to present me with opportunities such as the hot air balloon, Mm -hmm. you know, and my man isn't doing that for me, the fact that you don't have respect for what I think is important mm. shows me what kind of man you are. Exactly. And you, you don't think have a hot air balloon going to win, Bree? <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> hey, look, man. You have a good hot look, air balloon look, ride. I'm telling you. She can, man, she's she better can get over that. that once she's happy with a new man. Mm. We don't need situations like, you know, that Trace on video. Can't help but wait. She needs to move on to newer and better things. But until it's my decision to move on and move on to better things, whatever that may mean, I'm going to be in the relationship I want to be in, period. Like like Chris said, you make decisions, especially when it comes to being with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's forcing you to be with that person. Um, and with that being said, I, I know somebody who was like that, you know. They, they're in a relationship that isn't necessarily the best, but that's their decision to be in that relationship. They love that person for whatever that person does for them. Whatever that may be, I may not understand it. No one else may understand it, but that's their relationship. Yeah, how Fees, you a not breakup the, can be a blessing, Belo. That's, that's true. You know that. No, nah, no, nah, I, I completely be. agree with that. But like, Hafiz, he may seem like daggone woman trapped at the top of the castle. I'm gonna just climb up there and say <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't the case, Hafiz. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your long the case, hair. man. She chose to stay her behind up there. <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it you is. Just gonna let her be trapped, Belo. Am I gonna let her? Let let her be trapped. Right, but I want her. You gonna let her let herself be trapped? I want her to make a decision on it. But look, man, you know you can do better, right? Exactly. But I don't mean that I'm gonna just sit here and disrespect 
old boy like that. I may say he ain't, you ain't, if you ain't nobody, you ain't nobody, but... You know, I want I want her to make the choice. He may be somebody to her. Cause then, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Because then again, I, I don't want no girl that just you know just want to be stuck in her ways. Like that's what you like. That's what you gonna do. I will say this: the only time I might be able to say something differently is if the person that they're in a relationship with is abusive. Okay. Oh yeah, that's of course. I ain't got the name to talk about with that. Cool. At that point, yeah, it's different. We just talking about Javis thinks he's better than the other guys. So I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm gonna take her from him. With a hot air balloon. You said that I didn't. So, Bree, bam. We <laughs> appreciate you coming on the show. You are officially a roommate. We really do value your time. Thank so you, So, as Bree. I said at the beginning of the show, this is Hafiz. This is Sam. And this is Chris, the star of the show. And this is where you say your name, Bree. <laughs> and this is Bree. And we are the roommates, and we are on the Kind of Work yeah. Podcast Network. And this has been the best hour of your week. We want to say thank you to all of our fans. We appreciate all your comments and messages. Please, please follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can search us under the Roommate Podcast. And hey, if you like what you heard today, we need you to tell your friends about us. Share the podcast on your social media. Be our ambassadors. Let the people know where they can experience their best hour of their week thank you guys we'll see you next week man shout out to my designer young notes i appreciate the shirt you know yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Come out. i know it's fly you dad gonna write it is we are the roommates adios muchachos